You're listening to the This Is How We See It podcast with your host, Eric Lee. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe. Now, here's Eric. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the show. I'm Eric Lee. And as always, I am so happy that you decided to spend just a little bit of your day with me. Next week is Thanksgiving. And I I got to tell you like where did the time go? I feel like that we were just celebrating 2023 coming in. Now it is literally on its way out. I don't know about you, but it seems that the older I get, the more I realize that we don't really have a lot of time. You know, when you're young, you think you have all the time in the world because uh, you probably don't have many cares, you know, you probably don't have a lot of responsibility. So you think you've got all the time in the world, but the older I get, the more I realize that you don't. Thanksgiving is next week, and then after that, it is Christmas, and 2024 will be here. I hope that you guys have a very happy and safe Thanksgiving. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope that you are all with family and friends. Um, before I get into uh, today's topic, uh, I want to talk about also, um, I had a really weird experience uh, Friday night. And um, Normally, like I'm really big on sleep and normally I don't, I don't have problems sleeping sometimes, you know, sometimes, but, but, but for the most part, I don't have any problems sleeping, but this Friday night was the first time in 52 years that I got zero sleep. I got in the bed normally. I normally get in the bed sometime around, you know, 7, 30, 8 o'clock. And I, I get in the bed. I just lay there, look at TV, look at my favorite shows, watch Jeopardy. And um, I end up setting the timer on my TV because most of the time I fall asleep. And I'll just fall asleep with the TV on. Uh, but then I'll wake up in the middle of the night because, you know, I can't have TV and lights on when I sleep. So I end up setting a timer um, because I normally fall asleep. Friday night, I got zero sleep. I don't know what was wrong. I don't know why. I got in the bed, 8.30, I'm laying there, I'm still up. I look at the clock, it's 9.30, okay. Look at the clock again, it's 10.30. Hmm. Now, I'm normally asleep by 10.30, 
Look again, it's 1230. Again, it's 115. Again, it's three. Again, it's four. And then before you know it, it's 530 in the morning. Now, that's when I normally get up. I got absolutely no sleep Friday night. First time ever. And it kind of scared me because, again, that has never happened to me before. Now, I've gone to sleep and then maybe three, four hours later, wake up and can't get back to sleep. That's normal for me. I mean, well, it's not normal for me, but it's but that has happened to me before and on more than one occasion. But I have never not gotten a wink of sleep. And I, I'm, I'm still curious about it. You know, people are saying, well, maybe you were anxious about it. I was supposed to go to the Anita Baker concert Saturday, yesterday, but I was so tired that I couldn't even go. She was in Greensboro, and you guys know how I love Anita Baker. And I had bought the tickets last year, actually. Me and my cousins were supposed to go. But I got no sleep Friday night, and I was, I could feel that my body was tired but I could not go to sleep. Now, thank God, last night, I got good sleep last night. And I hope to be getting good sleep, you know, for the rest of the nights. But that was just a very weird thing. A friend of mine told me that that happens to him all the time. And, you know, that, you know, uh, it's, it's sort of a normal thing for him. And I'm like, well, it ain't normal for me, and I hope it does not become normal. I was thinking last night, I was like, if I don't get any sleep tonight, I'm going to go to the emergency room today. But thank God, I got some good sleep last night, and all is well with the world. So let's get into the topic. Today, I named this episode, The State of of the world today. And of course, it's according to me, of course, because, you know, this is my show. I want to talk about some stories that um, I came across, uh, you know, online or in the news. Some of these might have happened two, three months ago. One story um, happened in 2019, but I thought it was uh, befitting to um, talk about it today because for some reason, I don't know how it escaped me, something that big, but um, I, I did not hear about it. The body of a Los Angeles model was found in her downtown apartment stuffed in a refrigerator. Her mouth was gagged and the coroner's report said that both her wrist and ankles were tied. Melissa Marie Mooney, 31, was found in her apartment on September 12th after her family hadn't heard from her and asked the LAPD to conduct a welfare check. Officers used a key from the building manager to enter her unit and found her body inside the refrigerator. Blood was pooling under the refrigerator, 
and her body was found inside, bound with electric cords and clothing. A gag made from clothing was stuffed in her mouth, and other items were covering her head. Blunt force injuries, as well as lacerations, abrasions, and contusions were found on her face, head, back, and upper left arm. One rib was fractured. A toxicology report also indicated the presence of cocaine in Mooney's system. The report said the blunt force injuries by themselves were not severe enough to have caused her death on their own, but they suggest she was likely involved in violent altercation prior to her death. Her cause of death was determined homicidal violence, and the report suggests she may have been strangled although no direct marks from strangulation were observed. Mooney had just moved into the building a month earlier. A police report indicates she was last seen on the building surveillance video on the afternoon of September 6th. The next day, a man was seen on video using her key fob to go up the elevator to her apartment, carrying plastic bags, according to the police report. Family and friends realized she was missing on September 9th, which she, when she never showed up to pick up her belongings at her previous residence, as had been expected. On September 10th, her sister asked LAPD to conduct a welfare check. Officers knocked on her door and received no answer, but did not enter the unit at that time. It was not until two days later when Mooney's mother contacted the building manager and that the manager then contacted LAPD that officers entered her apartment and discovered her body inside. No arrests have been made, and no suspects have been publicly identified in the case. Mooney's body was found just two days after another model was found dead at a different apartment building in downtown Los Angeles. The two cases became publicly intertwined for a time as questions were raised about some similarities between the circumstances. But police say they later determined the cases were not linked. The other model, Nicole Colts, 32, was later determined to have died from drug-related causes. Hers was ruled an accidental death. What a tragedy. Of course, my prayers go out to her family. I just can't imagine, you know, but you guys have heard me say this before. I am acquainted with death. 
Um, you guys know my mother was murdered when I was five years old. So this kind of hits home for me. What I want to say is, please be careful out here, especially women. Please be careful out here. I know, I don't know for a fact, but I am willing to bet you that the person who murdered this girl knew her. She knew her killer. And I have, I, you know, I always go back to Grandma Lula. I always go back to Grandma Lula. I remember her saying to us, me, my cousins, my brothers and sisters, I remember her saying to us, watch who you call your friends. And she used to say things like, the people that you think are your friends are not your friends. Be careful. Be careful about trusting, about blind trusting of people. Do you know that people will smile in your face and plot your demise behind your back? It has happened to me. I know it has happened to you. People that you thought were your friends. And it's a hurtful thing. Um, but please be careful. My mind goes back to the story, uh, I think it was last year, about the, uh, the, I think she was a hairstylist who went, I think they went to Mexico uh, on a vacation. She went with two of her, three of her friends. And how one of the friends murdered her, beat her to death. Posted it on Facebook. One of the other friends that was supposed to be her best friend videotaped, videotaped his friend being beaten to death by somebody else. I I couldn't even watch the video because I just, I, you know, I, I just couldn't stand it. And I heard that he was saying, aren't you going to fight back? Aren't you going to fight back? If that was your friend, you should have stepped in. That person beat that girl to death. And then they came back over to the States and then went to the girl's mama's house. Went to the girl's mama's house. Like, oh, you know, knowing they knew that this girl had beat uh, his friend to death. This is what I mean. This is what I mean about friends. I'm not saying you don't have friends. I have probably about two friends that I can really call friends. I don't let too many people into my inner circle. I really don't, guys, because people's motives are not pure now. Nowadays, it's about what you can do for you. I'm your friend as long as you can serve me. But when you stop serving me, I have no more use for you. I found that people, this is a world now of what can you do for me? Janet had a song called, what have you done for me lately? 
And I, I find that that's what people really think about now is how are you serving me? They need you while you're giving them stuff. Oh, they're your friend. What is that saying? A friend in need is a friend indeed. Billy Holiday says, uh, when you've got money, you've got lots of friends. But when it's gone and spending ends, they don't come around no more. Be careful. Be careful. Because everybody's intention isn't pure. NPR is reporting F.L. Bubba Copeland wore many hats in the small city of Smith Station in East Alabama. He was the mayor, a pastor, and the owner of a local grocery store. He was also a husband and a father. But in the days before Copeland took his life, the 49-year-old was revealed to have another identity. This time of a man who liked to dress up as a woman and write erotic fiction. 1819 News, a website previously owned by the conservative Alabama Policy Institute, wrote that Copeland used a string of social media accounts under a pseudonym. The outlet also included several photos of Copeland in women's clothing and makeup that the site said were posted under those accounts. Two days later, Copeland killed himself. It's impossible to know all the factors that led to Copeland's suicide, but his death puts a spotlight on media ethics and when, if ever, it's appropriate to publish stories on people's private lives. The social media accounts belonging to Copeland described a transgender woman in the process of medically transitioning. But Copeland told the outlet he was not actually doing so. He also told them that his wife knew of his private hobby. So he was, he was pretending to be a transgendered woman, I guess to write for this erotic fiction, I guess, but he told the website that, that, uh, that found out about it and published the article about it that he was not actually transi transitioning. It was just for, you know, so that I guess so that people will, you know, read his, read his stuff. Copeland told his congregation on Wednesday at a weekly prayer service that he was under an internet attack. Really? He admitted to taking photos of, his, of himself in women's clothing, but added that a lot of things that were said were taken out of context. The article is not who or what I am, he said, according to a recording of the service. 
I apologize for any embarrassment caused by my private or personal life that has come out publicly. Two days later and hours before Copeland's death, the outlet released another article focused on fictional stories and social media posts it said were produced under Copeland's pseudonym. 1819 News alleged that Copeland had used the names and photos of real community members in these posts without their consent. So I'm assuming that's why they're saying we're doing this because, you know, you did this and so now we're going to expose you. The article emphasized one fictional narrative about a trans woman's infatuation with a local business owner that turned deadly. So these are his erotic stories that he's talking about. 1819 News said that the business owner character was inspired by a real life person and business familiar to Copeland. 1819 News did not respond to NPR's request for comment. The outlet reported on Copeland's death and expressed its condolences. Hmm. You know, anytime, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. When, when is enough enough? You know, when, 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 when we think about, you know, Princess Diana, that's kind of when, you know, rules started changing for, you know, uh, paparazzi and for, uh, you know, these, these uh, you know, uh, following celebrities and printing. You know, I don't know. I don't know. He was a mayor, so he was a public figure, and he was a pastor. So, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, if you are a public figure, do you have a private life? I think it is safe to say, though, that if you are someone in the public, that you kind of might want to watch what you're doing in public, you know, posting things on social media. I don't know how this, this 1819 News made the correlation between, you know, that, that, that this person in drag was the mayor. And I'm just not quite sure how he thought that he wouldn't be found out. Maybe he was so made up in drag that he just never thought that anyone would recognize him. But somehow, somebody did. And so, you know, I don't know. You know, he said that his wife knew about his hobby. You know, I guess, you know, that's, I'm not going to say that's a good thing, but at least if it's true that she knew that she wasn't deceived by anything. And you guys know, I tell y'all all the time, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in marriages now. There's a lot of stuff that, that spouses allow the other spouses uh, to do. But I'll say this, if his wife was okay with it, hey, you know. Um, but I probably would think that his congregation probably would, you know, would feel some way uh, about it. You know, here's our pastor. Here's, you know, a, a person that 
teaches us the word of God, which because he was doing what he's doing has no bearings on the word of God. You know, the word of God is still the word of God, no matter who is, is saying it and, and, and who is, is, is preaching it. Um, you know, it does not, it does not take away from the word of God being true, you know, that the person that was standing up in this podium, you know, was actually, you know, a, a drag queen and writing erotic transgender fiction. But I will say that it is a little weird. It is a little weird, I think. CBS News is reporting that eight teens, eight teens have been arrested for murder. Authorities announced Tuesday that eight high school students in Las Vegas between the ages of 13 and 17 have been arrested on suspicion of murder in the fatal beating of a 17-year-old classmate. Las Vegas police homicide detective Jason Johansson said investigating, investigators were still working to identify two more students believed to have participated in the November fight that he said was over a pair of wireless headphones and a vape pen. First of all, you ain't got no business with a vape pen anyway. You're under 18. Johansson said the local FBI office assisted with the arrest Tuesday morning of the eight students. The two outstanding students will also face murder charges. Johansson said the 17-year-old victim, Jonathan Lewis Jr., remained hospitalized with severe head trauma and other injuries until his death about a week after the fight. The coroner's office in Las Vegas ruled the beating a homicide. Las Vegas undersheriff Andrew Walsh called the video of the attack, which has circulated on social media, extremely disturbing. Johansson said that it was that video that allowed investigators with the help of school officials and Clark, Clark County School District Police to identify the suspects. Authorities did not name the suspects because they are juveniles. Johansson said that he and his team are working with the local district attorney's office to determine if they will be charged with murder as adults. That's something that we're seeing a lot of now, these kids doing these heinous crimes and being charged as an adult. And they should be. And they should be. Don't do the crime if you can't pull the time. If you're old enough to murder somebody, then you ought to be old enough to, to take the punishment. The fight had been pre-arranged after the headphones and vape pen were stolen from the victim's friend. Investigators believe that the victim originally wasn't supposed to be involved in the fight, but had accompanied his friend to a nearby alleyway 
where the brawl was scheduled to take place after classes ended for the day at Rancho High School in eastern Las Vegas. In the alley, the 10 students immediately swarm him, pull him to the ground, and begin, begin kicking, punching, and stomping on him. After the fight, he said a citizen in the area found the victim badly beaten and unconscious in the alleyway and carried him back to campus where school staff called 911. So he's there with his friend, okay, who, who somebody stole this friend's vape pen and wireless headphones, and the friend leaves him, sees him getting stomped and beat, and the friend didn't even call the police. A stranger. Here we go again about friends. Here we go again about friends. I don't care how scared you are. How do you let your friend lie there, unconscious and beaten, and you don't even say a word? He was there for you. You weren't there for him. And I'm telling y'all, these kids, I'm telling y'all, these teenagers, these teenagers these days, plotting. Now, I don't know if they plotted to kill him, but they certainly plotted to beat him. And here's another thing. Why did it take eight? Why did it take eight people to beat up this one guy? Man, I tell you, the state of the world today, these kids, when we were 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, we weren't thinking about, look, if you got in a fight at school, you got in a fight at school. If you got your butt whooped, you got your butt whooped. You went home, licked your wounds. These kids now are plotting murder. We going to get him. We going to jump him. And then recording it on Facebook. How stupid can you be? Somebody's recording. You're on camera. And you're committing a crime. You're on camera. You don't know that it's going to be posted. And that is how the authorities identified the suspects. From social media. I tell you, kids these days, we weren't even, when I was that age, oh my God, I, I, I wasn't even thinking, I mean, who thinks about, who's, well, they do now, apparently. But when we were kids, we weren't thinking about ganging up on people, and there were fights. Yes, there were fights. And you fought with your hands. And if you got your butt whooped, you got your butt whooped. And if you won, you won. Not so nowadays, man. These, these teenagers, I tell you. And this is, the, I think I brought a story not too long ago about another group of teenagers who uh, killed uh, another teenager. It's getting out of control. So here's the story that I was talking about that actually happened uh, in 2019. Uh, but for some reason, uh, I, I didn't know about it. And I actually just read about this last week and thought that I would 
um, bring it to the show uh, today because, again, it goes to uh, the state of the world today. FBI uncovered what they call an illegal human chop shop in Arizona. Buckets of body parts, a cooler filled with male genitalia, and a woman's head sewn onto a male torso like Frankenstein were found by FBI agents during a raid on an Arizona body donation center. The disturbing scene was discovered by FBI agents at the Biological Resource Center as part of a multi-state investigation into the illegal trafficking and sale of human body parts. Details of the grim fine were revealed in a lawsuit filed against the center by 33 plaintiffs whose loved ones' bodies were donated to the facility under the guise that they would be used for scientific purposes. And that's normal. You know, there are a lot of people who donate their body to science, you know, to the study of disease and and things like that to help uh, medical students uh, learn how to operate, you know, uh, on on, uh, living people. In his declaration in the civil suit, a former FBI agent described what he saw, which was a bucket of heads, arms, and legs, and a cooler filled with male genitalia. Agents also found infected heads, a small woman's head sewn onto a large male torso, and hanging on the wall like Frankenstein, and body parts stacked on top of one another with no identification tags. Biological Resource Center specialized in the free pickup of deceased loved ones for families in exchange for their body parts to be used for scientific research. Instead, the company sold body parts to various middlemen for profit. A 2013 price list included in the civil court filing indicates a whole boy with no shoulders or head could be purchased for $2,900, while a whole spine retailed for $950. So they had menus, like like a Denny's menu. They got menus. They got a price list. This cost this, and, and that cost that. Plaintiffs say their deceased loved ones were not treated with respect and claim they were misled by the company into believing their bodies would be used for disease research and organ donations. How sick is that? And who's buying these body parts? I mean, the people that are buying the body parts are just as sick as the people that are selling them. Sewing a woman's head onto a male's body and then hanging it on the wall. 
How sick is that? I can't even imagine the person who would even do something like that. Why would you even think to even do something like that? This, and, 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 and I bet you, I bet you that there are more human chop shops. You know, you hear talk of, of people being able to buy body parts on the black market. I bet you there are so many things that are happening in this world that we have no idea is happening. I bet some of this stuff would blow our minds if we knew. All I got to say is God help us. God help us. This is the state of the world today. That's my show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And please have a happy and safe Thanksgiving.